Friends, in ancient Greece, uh, the philosopher Socrates famously uh, declared that the unexamined life is a life that's not worth living. When, play, uh, when, when Socrates, rather, was, was pressed and he was asked by others to sum up all of the philosophical ideas of the day, if, they could sum, if he could summarize everything up into a sentence or two, they said, what would you say is the, the greatest philosophical commandments if they could be reduced to one simple phrase? What would you say? And, and Socrates said simply, yet incredibly profoundly, he said this one statement. He said, know thyself. Several years later, fast forward decades later, and his student Aristotle was quoted as saying, knowing yourself is the beginning of wisdom. Know thyself. Knowing yourself is the beginning of wisdom. And then actually a hundred years before either of these two men ever appeared on the scene, uh, the famous Chinese philosopher Lao Cha once said, watch your thoughts because they become your words. Watch your words because they become your actions. Watch your actions because they become your habits. Watch your habits because they become your character. Watch your character because your character becomes your reality. In fact, last spring, when we were in middle school graduation for Katie, the, the principal actually shared those words from Lao Cha. He shared those words, those last words, as an encouragement to them to inspire them as they moved on to the next chapter of their lives. Watch your thoughts because they will become your destiny. Essentially, the point that's being made in each of these statements is this, that it's important for us to examine our lives, to think about why we believe what we believe, to understand what we're thinking and why we think it. Because here in our head, what's here will ultimately become our destiny. Knowing who you are and what you are capable of is the beginning of wisdom. <clears throat> and as we're going to see over the next few minutes, and actually over the next several weeks in this series, all of us have the capacity to be wise if we will take the time to better understand ourselves. We all have the capacity to be wise if we will make the time to get to know ourselves better. Above the door of a certain ballet uh, troupe, there was inscribed those words from Aristotle, know thyself, or from Socrates, know thyself. Night after night, these ladies, they would walk through those doors and they would look at that sign and they would see the words above the mantle. And according to tradition, every dancer, when she would walk through those doors, every dancer was expected to know how far she could stretch herself in that night's show, how far she could stretch her show, herself in that, uh, that episode and not hurt herself by extending her limits. Extending, exceeding past her limits. And in this way, the dance troupe could be the very best that the dance group collectively could ever be. Know thyself. If I put a big sign on the wall behind me here, if I put a big sign that says to you, know thyself, how many of you would read that encouragement <clears throat> after hearing what I've said today? And you would read those words, and you would see these words, know yourself, as the, the best encouragement for you to be the best that you could be. Would you feel deep down inside, yes, I, I, I get what you're saying. I know my limits. I know my purpose. I am living completely fulfilled. 
Would you feel that way? As I said, know thyself. If you know yourself, you will be wise. And would you feel that you do indeed know yourself well enough to live out the wisdom that comes? I would guess that a few of us might feel that way, but the rest of us might not feel that we know ourselves that well, so well that we can actually walk in wisdom every single day. The rest of us might like to know ourselves better. And we might like to find the wisdom that comes from knowing who you are and why you were put on this earth. Knowing who you are and what you are capable of is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. And yet we don't really know ourselves all that well. Over the last three weeks, we've been talking here in this place about trauma. And and we've got a podcast out there. So if you don't have the podcast or even heard any of our messages on trauma, please go pick it up. Go listen to it. It's on the website or it's on the mobile app. But go listen to these messages on trauma because uh, especially the one from Mark Danglison. The the one we did with Mark last week was very special. And, And Mark, in that time, Mark and I were talking and we were sharing together and we mentioned a book together called What Happened to You? And it was a book that uh, was co-written by Dr. Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey. And so in the book, Oprah made the following statement. It's about the middle of the book. She says this. She says, there are countless millions, millions of adults carrying past hurt through their life, through their jobs, through their relationships, and they pass that hurt on to their children. There are countless millions of adults carrying the weight of their past, and they are passing that hurt onto their children. And those adults may not even have known what has happened to them. That's the the statement that was made in the book. And Dr. Perry, he heard Oprah say this, and he responded by saying this. He said, not only do those adults not know what happened to them, but their partners, their doctors, their colleagues they don't understand either. And all of this, all of this leads to misunderstandings. And sometimes these misunderstandings, he said, have tragic consequences. We walk around with pain from our past, and it's all covered up, it's all ignored, it's all unaddressed. We walk around not knowing ourselves, but then we can clearly feel the impact of the pain of our past on our lives today. Self-esteem in adults continues to be low year after year after year. In fact, one study I read this past week says that 85% of Americans suffer from low self-esteem. Think about that. 85% of Americans suffer from low self-esteem. Teens and, str- teens and adults, they both struggle with self-worth. People do not see their intrinsic value these days, and they wonder about their purpose for living. And here's, there's, there's an amazing, amazing amount of fear of missing out, FOMO, right? We hear that term. Fear of missing out is everywhere. It's rampant these days. And it has a grip on every age and stage. It doesn't matter who you are. There's this fear of missing out in life. Only by taking time to understand what we think and what we feel are we ever able to find satisfaction. Only by making the time to understand ourselves are we able to find peace and joy that seems so elusive to us. 
Knowing yourself is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom, as we're going to see in the coming weeks, wisdom has no equal. Wisdom has no equal. There's nothing that equals and rivals wisdom. When a person has wisdom, Scripture tells us that it's more valuable than all the riches of the world. That wisdom is so important. Wisdom is so valuable There's, that it has no equal. Nothing compares to wisdom. And to show us what I'm talking about here, I want to dive in here on this topic of wisdom. I want to look at the life of uh, King Solomon. King Solomon, uh, historically, traditionally, says he was the wisest person who ever lived. No one was wiser than Solomon, no one was before he lived, and no one's ever been wiser since after he lived. He's the wisest person who has ever lived. And in 1 Kings chapter 3, we read this incredible story of how God blessed Solomon with wisdom. Solomon is the one person who could have asked God for anything. In this story you're going to see, God comes to, to Solomon and says, ask for whatever you want. He had a, white, a completely blank check. He could have asked God for anything. And Solomon, we're going to see, he, he, he chose to ask for wisdom. Solomon, in this story, <clears throat> excuse me, in chapter 3, Solomon is worshiping God in a town called Gibeon. He's been worshiping God all day. And then we pick up the Bible verse in Kings 3, 1 Kings 3, verse 5. And it says, That night the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream. And God said, What do you want? Ask, and I will give it to you. Solomon replied, You showed great and faithful love to your servant, uh, to your servant, my father David, because he was honest and true and faithful to you. And you have continued to show this great and faithful love to him today by giving him a son to sit on his throne. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, but I am like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I'm in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous that they cannot be counted. Give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, Because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you have asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had or will ever have. And I will also give to you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. And if you follow me and obey my decrees and my commands as your father David did, I will give you a long life. This is the word of God. God is speaking to us here today. Understanding yourself is the beginning of wisdom. 500 years before Aristotle or Socrates laid claim to this idea, the Bible records that Solomon literally lived out this idea. He knew himself well. You can see it in Scripture. He knew himself well. He knew that he was too young and too naive to lead Israel. He didn't have the experience. He didn't have the know-how. <clears throat> he didn't have the people around him. He was too young to lead God's people, and he knew it. He was humble enough. He was humble enough to know that he didn't know what he didn't know. 
And Solomon knew himself so well that he asked for wisdom from God. And God granted him wisdom. If we make time to know ourselves, and if we will seek God in that space to understand ourselves and to understand God better, wisdom will follow. Wisdom will follow. In the coming weeks, we're going to be embarking together on a study of how our faith intersects with one of the oldest and now one of the most popular personality tests in existence. Uh, the Enneagram is what I'm talking about. The Enneagram is something that has been around for uh, many years, uh, many decades, uh, maybe even centuries. It's been used and tweaked in different ways, but it's recently come out as a popular personality test. And so we're going to be using the nine personality types, and here they are if you want to see them on the screen. The nine personality types are these. There's the reformer. Uh, there's the helper. Uh, there's the achiever and the artist. There's the thinker and the loyalist the enthusiast, the challenger, and the peacemaker. And there's a picture there to kind of go alongside and, and kind of summarize each of those. You know, maybe as you look at this screen, maybe you know just what kind of person you are just by that. Maybe you've taken these personality tests before in your past. You've done different things, uh, maybe for work, or maybe you've been here in the church and you've done it, but you've seen something like this before. Maybe you can look at this and just by hearing the terms, you're like, yep, that, that, that's me. That, that number is me. But more likely, as I put nine ideas out before you, you're not exactly sure which one you might be. But no matter, we're all going to take time to learn a great deal about ourselves and learn about others through this series. Next week, we actually are going to start. We're going to hit the ground running with numbers one and two. We're going to look at the reformer, and we're going to look at the helper. And we're going to learn what makes them tick, what makes, the, what's, what makes them tick, what, what they get excited about. We're going to learn about uh, their weaknesses what causes them to be stressed out in life. We're going to look at how number one and number two together, how they understand their relationship with God. And so if you find yourself maybe being in those categories, you're not going to want to miss next week. Or if you know someone who might be in those categories, you don't want to miss next week. And in subsequent weeks, we're going to look at the other numbers in turn for the next uh, several weeks. Now to know yourself better, we're actually providing for you a free, uh, a free exam, a free quiz, a free kind of thing. Think of it like a quiz out of a magazine. You know, just it's 100 questions and you answer them. And it's just kind of fun and, and easy to do. Um, so far, about 12, 13, maybe 15 people have done it uh, since we talked about it uh, over last, I think I mentioned last week. And uh, we know, I know it on the e-blast on Thursday. So we have about maybe 12 or 15 people who have already taken this quiz and, and they've gotten their results back, which has been great. Um, which is, yeah, which is actually phenomenal. But the, the quiz itself, it takes about 30 minutes. So I do want to give that caveat up front. It's going to take you 30 minutes. So I would say make yourself a cup of coffee, make yourself a cup of tea, find some place where you can sit for a few minutes and just take this test. They're not hard questions. They're easy questions. But find a place where you can chill out and take the quiz. Um, you can also find the quiz. It's, it's on the mobile app, uh, which I've been talking about. So if you haven't downloaded the mobile app yet, uh, go ahead and do that, and you can find it there, or you can find it in the email from the e-blast that we sent out last week on Thursday. Look for the e-blast, or this week when we send it out again, you'll, you can find it. So there's lots of places to find it, uh, but look for those. Uh, look for those emails or those links. If you want to get the most out of the next five weeks out of this series, you'll want to take the quiz. 
if, if you want to get the most you can out of this series, you want to take the quiz because it's going to help you understand yourself better. It's fun. It's, it's not hard, as I said. It's, and it's kind of neat to see the way your personality lines up with this, uh, nine, these nine types. You might even be surprised what you learn. Um, I know I was when I, when I took mine. So, um, so you may find that to be uh, interesting to do. Years ago, <coughs> excuse me, years ago there was a man from Saddleback Church in California. And the man wrote a letter to Pastor Rick Warren. And in the letter he said, Pastor Rick, I don't really know who I am or who I am supposed to be. I end up modeling myself after the expectations of others all the time. Can you teach us something about how we can discover our identity? And Rick thought about that question, and he wrote an article in response, not just to the man who wrote it, but into the church at large. And he said, it is true that when you don't know who you are, you live for other people's approval. But God offers you so much more. He wants you to live in the identity that he has given to you. That's how God wants you to live. That's what I want for us. I want you to live in the identity of who God has made you to be. Over the next five weeks, we're going to be exploring the personality inventory, the the personality styles, so that we can better know ourselves and so that we can better understand our God-given identity. We're going to invite the Holy Spirit into this time. We're going to ask for God's blessing over us to give us the opportunity uh, to learn how to put Jesus first in things and to understand the Enneagram better. The closer you get to God, the better you're going to understand yourself. And that's because God is your creator. He's created you. The more you understand your creator, the more you're going to understand yourself because you are God's creation. So if you haven't downloaded the ministry app uh, for the church, to, please do it today. I encourage you to, to grab it and, uh, and to put that on your phone. If you haven't done that yet, go to our website. You can do that uh, even now. Uh, or go and uh, download that app and look in the events section. That's where you'll find the Enneagram. It's, it's in there. We'll look for last Thursday's e-blast. If you don't want to do the app, you can do it through the uh, link. And take the test. As I said, it's going to take 30 minutes. It's probably what it'll take. So find some Peace and quiet. Don't overthink the questions. Just kind of answer them 50-50. Is it more you, less you, uh, whatever it happens to be. But do that today. I tell you to do it today because today is Sunday. And we all know that tomorrow Monday is coming. And when Monday arrives at your doorstep, it is, this is going to be far from your, from your mind. And it's just going to slip away. And before you know it, we're going to be at next Sunday. And you're going to be like, ah, that, that, that inventory that Pastor Doug talked about. I wanted to do that. Do that today. Do it today. Knowing yourself and who you are and what you're capable of is the beginning of wisdom. Starting today, you're taking a step towards understanding yourself better, towards understanding God better. And the closer you grow to God, the closer, the stronger you will be at understanding who you are. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for giving us uh, this day, a day where we can uh, learn more about ourselves. I thank you for the story of Solomon. Lord, how he literally understood himself enough to know that he didn't understand everything. And he came to you and he asked for wisdom. God, I pray that you would help us to do the same, that we would understand that we don't know things and we would search our hearts and we would search our minds and we would ask you to come and to be a part of this experience with us over the next several weeks. 
Lord, we are grateful that you are always there, that we can turn to you, and there's a lot that we can learn about ourselves and about others. And so we, we pray that the Enneagram would be a tool for us to use to that end. And we pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.